0: to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. In today's episode, I'm going to take questions from you, things that have been emailed to me over the last couple of weeks. These questions might have to do with some mindset stuff, some purpose stuff. How do you sell to a, to a higher level person inside the company? A lot of different questions, a lot of different answers. Glad you're with me today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bill Caskey Podcast. You can find out more about me and some of the programs we do at com. I'm going to talk today about some questions that I have gotten and received over the last few weeks. And uh, I like to keep these in a document on my phone so that when things come in, I can paste them over there. Or when I have a question from a prospect or a customer in the marketplace, I can just uh, post those over. I recommend you do that. I know this is a slight digression here, but... I recommend you have a place where you capture ideas, our minds, our idea machines, but if there's no place to capture those, so that when you sit down to do a podcast or write an article or do a presentation or just do a post on LinkedIn, you'll have a library of things to choose from. So these questions here came from that list. So you're ready? Let's get into this. I've got three here that I want to talk about today. Number one is what's the line between self-acceptance and gratitude and ambition? Because chances are you have been told over the last few years, it seems to be everywhere that we need to be grateful for what we have, which I agree with. And we need to uh, enter enter things with grace and thankfulness. And but does that mean that we can't be ambitious? Does that mean we can't have a vision? Of course, of course not. We all know that. But sometimes that line is hard to know where it is, between the idea of gratitude, like, I'm really grateful. Like when someone calls me out of the blue, maybe they've watched the video or listened to a podcast and they call me, I had this case probably a week, week and a half ago. Guy calls and says, look, I've listened to you for years. I want to talk to you about coming in and working with my team. I am grateful that he called. I've got to remain in that grateful state because as soon as I move from gratitude to how am I going to sell him something, the wheels come off. He feels it. I feel it. It's, it becomes the, it gummed up. The process becomes gummed up, gummed up. So I want to stay in that graceful state as long as I can. I'm really pleased you reached out. How did you hear about us? What have you learned from some of the conversations that we've had? Uh, how have you changed your business or your approach since learning some of these things from me and some of the things that we do here? I, am, I want to be eternally grateful, but at some point. I also do want to help him by selling him something that will solve a problem for him. But I think you can remain in that, in that state of grace for a long period of time, maybe all the way through the prospect process, maybe all the way through. It's a little hard, but why not? Why not try it? Because I think, I think we are better when we're graceful and when we're grateful. Number two, Bill, what is your biggest challenge right now? You know, I'm always talking about uh, other people's challenges, and this right, this person uh, who I've I had a, a conversation with probably a couple of years ago, and I thought the question was good. What what is on my mind? What am I trying to accomplish right now? Well, I think like a lot of coaches, we're constantly looking at our business and saying, how can we digitize it? Not all of it, but right now, a company calls me and and they want to work with me, and so we spend. You know, a lot of time up front, kind of understanding what they're trying to accomplish and getting a lay of the land, talking with some of their people. And then we launch into the curriculum. And there's a lot of coaching there. There's a lot of group coaching and individual coaching. And so if I've got five to seven of those clients, which is kind of my sweet spot, I don't want more, but I don't want fewer, five to seven, uh, that allows me to create other things. And then the question is, well, what are you creating? in the time that you have left, which is limited, what are you creating? And my goal is to create some digital assets that we can market online that take some of the content that we've been teaching in our group programs and move them into digital. And the biggest challenge is what do we move in? Because I don't want to get away from the face-to-face virtual work Um, I don't want to get away from that. I enjoy that. I love talking to people like you and working through issues and giving you some counsel and learning about what you're trying to accomplish and giving you a place to share your voice. I love that. But also, I know that that my time is limited if that's the only approach. So that's probably the biggest challenge is how do we take some of our content and digitize it into something that's meaningful? Here's number three. What are the stories that we tell ourselves that just aren't true? This is a really good question, comes from Sydney. I think Sydney is a woman, I'm not sure, doesn't matter. But the question is, what, what stories do we tell ourselves? Because we hear this a lot today that, you know, we're, sometimes in life we just play out the story that is in our brain. Well, where does that story come from? Well, it's a story we tell ourselves about who we are, how we are, where we're going, where we've been. Sometimes that story can be influenced by external sources. Our parents, our culture, our coaches, our bosses, our managers, our leaders. But suffice it to say, there is a story going on. And the question is, what are some of the uh, more, you know, less positive stories that we tell ourselves? And I I think for me, I think the number one story that I've told myself over the years that uh, I have been somewhat successful in getting out of, although I I know it's still there in the recesses, is the, I'm not good enough. I'm inadequate. I won't measure up that whole story. And it probably comes from childhood. I can't can't really say there was a moment where somebody called me aside and said, you're not going to measure up, young man. I don't think it was that. I think it was probably just some trauma and drama that I had that, not trauma with capital T, where it was, you know, serious, but just, you know, I I heard a speaker the other day said trauma happens anytime we are faced with a situation we don't know how to handle. And as children, we're always faced with situations we don't know how to handle. And we look around for kind of uh, seeking advice or seeking to mimic somebody who who we say knows how to handle that. Sometimes people are there, sometimes they aren't. But but that's one movie, that's one storyline I think has been... um, Prevalent for me, it's probably held me back a lot over the years, held me back from achieving higher levels of success or wealth or business success. But that's one story. Do you have that story? Do you have that story of, I'm just not enough and I'm just not, I'm not where I need to be, so therefore I'm less than the marketplace? And then what you find and and i've been around the planet for a few years probably longer than you what you find is you think people have it figured out and they don't <laughs> nobody's got nobody's got it figured out so the person who's living you know in this massive house and driving these beautiful cars and it, everything looks like wow i wouldn't i would give anything to be that guy or a lady and then at some point you realize oh they got 4 million dollars worth of debt they can't pay their bills I was out at a lake, a lake the other day near Indianapolis, and we were, my friend and I were sitting on his deck where he overlooks this beautiful lake got a beautiful house, and we looked down the way, and he says, "See that house down there, White House?" Uh, he says, "The guy that lives there has overspent, he's overdone it, he's overplayed his hand, he's got no money, he's about ready to do bankruptcy," and literally the house, it's a, it's a could be a, a million-dollar house on a lake, a very nice lake, is literally caving in. It's literally leaning, which is the metaphor for his life. Now, I don't know why the house is leaning, but the point is that a house on a beautiful lake, million-dollar house, looks like he's got it all together. Nope, he doesn't. So I think that's one of the things that we have to be mindful of is that as we seek, as we compare ourselves, that's a terrible thing to do because we don't know what, what the inner life is like. So that's one story. Second story, I think that we tell ourselves, and I, I hear this a lot from clients, I don't have this as much, but probably again, it's it's in the recesses somewhere, that the idea that I I don't bring that kind of value, I don't bring enough value. I want to raise my income. And we know that Income follows value. If you deliver a lot of value to the marketplace, big value like big solutions or a lot of little solutions, your income will follow the value you deliver. And so the story we tell ourselves is, I've got nothing of value. The only thing I have of value is what my company does and what my company, the, the product, product could be a, a service, but the, pro, the what I'm selling is valuable. And I always tell people that, no, that's not where to start. Where to start is your value. You bring value by the questions you ask, by the process you take people through, by the interest you have in people, by the ability to take the value of your company and communicate it properly and effectively to a marketplace. That's, those are your personal value points. And I don't think we think about that enough. I think we think our value is wrapped up in the product or the service. It's, it's, yes, that's part of it. If you look at the pie chart, that might be 60% of it. But what about the other 40? The other 40 is you. It's your ability to pick up the phone and walk people through things and establish the process and guide people through the process and guide them from where they are to where they want to be and asking the question, all those things. All those things bring enormous value, enormous value. That's why I believe that even though there's a seems to be a push on to reduce sales teams and instead put in AI systems and maybe community managers and kind of get rid of the sales team. That's why I think great sales professionals like you and I will always have a position because we can do things in that face-to-face environment that AI can't do, at least not yet. I don't think it'll be able to do it. So those are a couple of the questions that I've received lately. I hope this has been helpful for you. If you have a question, you can email me at uh let's see b caskey at caskeytraining.com uh, send me an email with a question and we'll make sure we get it on in a future episode and uh, it's really been nice spending time with you today i hope this has been helpful see you next time by the way you can go to bill i'm going to have uh i'm going to have a, a product here pretty soon for vps of sales and ceos not ready yet when it is i'll let you know here it's a video product and uh, i think you'll enjoy it see you next time